Hello and welcome back to Middle Ground. We're so excited that you guys are here today. And today I'm actually here not with Caroline, but with my sisters, which um, is very odd. They're staring at me um, <laughs> like deer in the headlights right now. And I think they're a little confused as to what we're about to do. But um, <laughs> I really wanted to have them on the podcast because you all had requested more family members. And um, I feel like they are very good at being honest with me about how they perceive me. And so I'm looking forward to hearing a little bit about that. And they also have really wildly interesting lives, I think, or at least stories. <laughs> I don't know. That's just me. But um, so first off is my sister, Ashley. Ashley is my oldest sister. She really likes to fixate on the old part we've learned this weekend. <laughs> um, and uh, she was a teacher for a long time, now full-time momming to her two girls. Uh, and then we have Shelby with us, who is a nurse, a, a pediatric nurse manager. Don't forget that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The day this comes out, you know, so you're promoted. You're, Facts. you've done yeah. it. Um, and she also moms full time to her four kiddos. And um, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and let us get started. Shelby, I'm going to let you lead the way uh, if you're comfortable and sharing your grounding moment. I guess my grounding moment would be branching out and kind of cre- we really kind of created our own position. Uh, one of my closest friends at work and I kind of pitched an offer for us to split this manager position so we could stay part-time and you know the worst they could say was no and we pitched it and we got it and it's super exciting and kind of can't wait to dive in and get some uh new people on board so new nurses in Omaha hit us up that's really exciting super exciting what about you Ash grounding moment from the week so like Jordan said I have two little girls my oldest is five and she's in preschool now And I taught preschool for a long time. Um, And she had her first school program. And I did not think I was going to be emotional about it. But, like, as soon as they came on stage, immediately I was, like, a little misty-eyed. So (laughs) it was just fun to see, like, as a parent, as opposed to being the teacher, you know, running the program. And it was just, it was cool. It was one of those milestones. Yeah. I love that. Um, So for me, my grounding moment this week, guys, is that my family's in town. I love it. Um, We don't get a ton of time together. My sisters live in Omaha. Um, My parents are in Missouri. And so we don't get a ton of time like this. And they're in town for my baby shower. Uh, And it's just good to spend time. So mine's definitely getting good quality family time. Um, As for what we're going to talk about today, we didn't really nail down a specific topic. Instead, I kind of wanted to go back to a few of the things that I've talked about on the podcast in the past where my sisters have really inspired me and let them tell you a little bit about what led them to either give the advice they gave to me or led them to be the example that they were for me um, because I think that their stories can inspire you guys too. Uh, The first one that I'm going to bring up and I'm going to kind of let Ashley speak a little bit is... I have told you guys this on the podcast before, and I've given this advice to Caroline, and that was when I was going through my season of being single. After you roasted me by telling me that it's okay all my friends are married, 
Um, <laughs> because they're going to probably get divorced and then remarried and I'll still be single. Starter marriage. Yeah. Yeah. You were like, you were like, it's fine. Your friends are married. They're going to get divorced. She's like, and then you'll all be single together. She's like, and then everybody will get married again and you'll still be single. That's what you told me. (laughs) Um, yeah, you told me that, but, um, after that you went into some really good advice and, um, told me. Cause I was like, I'm lonely. I want to spend time with people. And you said, you know, there's going to come a day where you would kill for some time on your own to watch Netflix, sit down in your bed, watch whatever you want. And you only get so much of that time. So embrace it now. So I'm curious to hear you kind of talk on like what led you to that perspective and what advice would you give to those that are listening that are in that season of, feeling like lonely and not necessarily being able to um, like feel really strong in their independence. I'm trying to remember how old were you when this, I remember giving you this advice. I have a very vivid memory Mm -hmm. of it, but I'm trying to remember if I had kids at that time or not. No, you were just pregnant with Emily. You'd just gotten married and you were, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, So what led me to giving you that advice? Mm -hmm. Well, like, well, I guess she didn't say this, but I um, was married previous to my current husband. So I have been through divorce um, and then had to spend time on my own after that. And I don't know. I think that especially when you're young, you are looking forward to all the exciting things that are going to happen in your life. When you get married, you have kids, like all these life events that you forget to enjoy what you have at that time because there's such a finite amount of time in your life that you're going to be on your own making decisions only for yourself. Um, and then when it's gone, like it's gone, you don't get that back, you know? Um, and I really, during that time that I was single, kind of embraced that. I mean, there were times where I thought like this really sucks and it's, it wasn't, it wasn't easy, but there were also times where it was like, this is great. Like I used to go to Friday night yin yoga and have this like really relaxing yoga class and then come home and hang out by myself and eat takeout food. And, um, it was just nice to be able to do those kinds of things, take long baths. I don't have kids banging on the door trying to get in, you know? Um, it's just like a really beautiful time in your life that you can enjoy and you just don't get that back. So I think it's important. What would you say to people who are in a season where they feel like all of their friends are getting married. So they feel like, or, you know, having kids and all their friends have like moved on to that next thing. How do you stay in that mindset where you're enjoying that and seeing that as a beautiful season? And Shelby, you can speak up too, because I know that you probably have thoughts on this. This is like easier for me to say than I think that um, it can be for a lot of people because... um, well, you so easily compartmentalize things. I do, yeah. So I I do. I can compartmentalize things easily, and I'm not bothered by a lot of stuff. Um, not that I didn't also have those feelings, um, but I think just focusing on being happy for them and knowing, like, it's going to come eventually. If The things that you want will eventually come to you. Um, it's just, it'll happen in your own time, you know? Yeah. And just being happy for those people. I mean, we went through, I went through a whole like season of infertility and that was really difficult, but everything happened the way, you know, it should happen on my journey and, um, it worked out, you know, so two beautiful nieces. Yeah. I remember that as a crazy time because I remember 
when you were pregnant with Emily and we're all like, yay, Ashley's pregnant and this is so exciting and fun and all this stuff. And then Shelby was like, wham, I'm (laughs) also pregnant. Yeah, but we were like, so but whose child honestly. are you pregnant with? <laughs> That's not fair. You guys knew who I was. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that was the hardest phone call for me to make because I kind of felt like I was stealing her baby thunder. And I was like so scared to call her that she's going to be like so upset because obviously I was not at a place in my relationship where it felt like I was, you know, supposed to be pregnant. I mean, obviously it worked out great and we're in a great situation. But I remember thinking like, oh my God, she's going to be so mad at me. I wasn't. (laughs) No, you weren't at all. You just said like pretty much like you were speechless. So speechless. I had one word, but. Yeah. It was like, fuck. Shit. Oh, (laughs) oh, fuck. Oh God. (laughs) Did you tell dad? (laughs) That was the first thing I think both of us said to you. Have you told dad yet? Yeah. That's a really I was scared and honestly everyone handled it so great from like our family. You know, they kinda just were like so like what's your plan? Not like, you know, what are you doing with the baby? But like what's your plan? Like how can we you know I just didn't feel judged and I think going into it I was like oh my God, they're going to be so disappointed in me. That's a really good example though, too, about like things working out. Like that was not a plan. That was not expected. It was not a plan for me to have, for it to take so long for me to get pregnant either. Right. And then we wound up both pregnant at the same time, which we never would have thought would have happened. And it was so much fun to be pregnant together. And now our daughters are best friends. Yeah, they fight like sisters, but they love each other so much, you know. Shelby, give a little bit of background like on your story because that was kiddo number three for you and the the people listening don't have any idea what your story is so give a little background for us okay oh gosh guys I have such a I feel like I've lived like three different lives as an adult so it's so crazy um you also started your adult life as a child so yeah (laughs) so like I got into a really serious relationship that already had kids that we had custody of at the age of 19. So I started momming at 19 and, you know, I'm 34 now. So I've been a mom for 15 years and not like off and on, like I've been a mom for 15 years. Um, so, you know, I got married, I was barely, I think I had just turned 20 when I got married the first time. And I, I wanted, you know, kids of my own too. I mean, I treated the boys like my own, like I love them, but, um, you know, as a step parent, you're never, you're never the mom and you don't have those. That's not, it's a different connection and it's a great connection and they're all their own thing, but I wanted my own too. And so, you know, the twins and my youngest Sonny are, um, they're all fertility babies as well. And, um, yeah, so I had the twins when I was 22. Planned. Planned at 22. Cause you know, I was like super like responsible and I knew what I was doing with my life. You uh-huh. know? Yeah. That's how I would describe it. But not yeah. only planned, you had to have medication. To get yeah. Pregnant. I mean, the yeah. doctor planned it with us. Like I'd been out and to be fair, I'd been married for two years. So like financially, were we ready? No, but I was 22 years, 21 years old. So I was like, I want to have a baby. So we're having a baby now. Because that's, you know, that's your mindset at that age a lot of time. I mean, there are people that are more mature at a younger age. I'm laughing at Caroline probably listening to this right now, who is 21 and being like, oh, hell no. (laughs) But also, even like maturity aside, like there are people who want kids young and that's fine too. Yeah, and that it is totally fine. But I will tell you this. Okay, so 
obviously, long story short, um, when my twins were two, uh, we I got a divorce, um, and it was it was difficult. It was very tumultuous. It was very, it was hard. It was a really hard experience. It's scary, very scary, and um, yeah, I met Danny. I had another long term relationship in between, and then I met Danny uh, like six months after that ended. And we've been dating for a while, but neither of us were super like, oh, let's put a label on it. We just kind of did our own thing. And God, sure as shit, I got pregnant like five months into that. Okay, but there's more to that because you guys had decided to split up because he planned to move. That's the part I'll never forget. Okay, yeah. I didn't want to do long distance because my boyfriend before that, it was long distance. And it's, it's really hard. And I think like I'm kind of a... I can be like a jealous person. And so it just, it's just not for me. And, um, yeah, I was like, he wanted to kind of see where things would go if he moved. And I was like, I'm not into that. I'm so sorry. And we broke up and I, um, we'd still talked every day and everything like that. And it was fine, but I was just having weird symptoms. Like my boobs really hurt and I hadn't had a, had a cycle, but that wasn't abnormal. Cause I have PCOS. And my friend was like, you have to take a pregnancy test. And I did. And I cried. It was positive and I cried. And he was in this big meeting and I texted him in the middle of the meeting. It's evil. It's a very Shelby. But what was I going to do? He wasn't done till the end of the day. And oh, I get you it. know what's so I crazy? My friend actually that knew that told me to take the test and I told her, she texted him at almost the exact same time. So he barely found out from me first. Wait, who, who was Molly. Okay. Yeah, barely. And, um, yeah, he thought I was joking, but also he threw up that whole meeting. So they all thought he was hungover. It was so, he was like sick for like a week. He was like in his bathroom. Okay. Am I remembering this right? Weren't we on holiday J when you were having the symptoms? And I was like, you've got initially, you have to be pregnant. Yeah. Cause you were pregnant. Right. And And we were both like about to puke in the back of the car. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, there's no way I'm pregnant. Are you kidding me? I have to be on fertility meds. (sighs) <sighs> lies it i i mean obviously the other ones i had to be but full-blown healthy kiddo she didn't have to be on fertility meds for that one yeah no joke but yeah so i mean it really turned out the best that it could you know we got he stayed in omaha we were together we did the whole thing you know now we're married we have another one so four total and honestly it's like best case scenario which i'm so lucky but Every time I tell that story, and then whenever I'm like, yeah, and they're married, and they have another one, people are like, what? <laughs> that happens? And they're like, do you like him? I'm like, yeah, he's great. That's the funniest part is that everyone loves him so much. Like, our whole family is just like, oh, my God, Danny's so awesome. He's so great. You're so lucky. And then I'm like, okay, but, like, me too. Well, I feel like he fit in so well he with everybody. Because yeah. everybody, like, like, my husband Matt's been around forever, you know, Matt True's been around forever, and it was, like, this missing puzzle piece. And to have somebody that came in and fit so flawlessly, like, that's that doesn't happen. Right. No, the three the three husbands get along really well, which I, I suppose we're lucky for. I guess I hadn't really thought about it that much, but that's probably not we always the case. We also all get along pretty well. Like, I think that we're yeah. just fortunate that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think we also prioritize our relationships over anything else. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of like family over everything, like ride or die. Yeah. Shelby's an Enneagram six. 
I think I'm an Enneagram six wing five. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a nine wing one. Yes. And just I'm like Yeah. Jordan's Matt. Yep. And I'm a three, so we're a triad together, Mm -hmm, which I think is really interesting. I would love to do research on what the hell that means. Uh, Same. We should do one of these with someone that, like, knows that instead of that would be really that fun would be so i know cool. that would be fun maybe that's or like a live. birth order thing i know we talked about that too i think maybe we need to do a middle ground like live event um where with we our do whole family birth order oh gosh yes. no that would be she would have the fan no, you know your mom is the same as matt and i too yeah, yeah. And, and my grandma gardner i didn't know that mm-hmm. oh so that makes so much sense and, and dad and grandpa gardner are both ones that's not a surprise no but not interesting yeah super interesting yeah we love the Enneagram around here. I'm kind of like off on my own. Yeah. Here. Yeah, but not really because it makes sense because because since you're in that triad, like whenever Ashley is, let me think about this. When Ashley is unhealthy, she takes on six traits, bad habits of yours. Right. And when you're uh, doing well, doing thriving. well, you take on... That sounds like an insult. <laughs> I don't know, but it makes sense. Hold when on. Ashley's unhealthy, she's like you, but when you're healthy, you're like her. No, you're no, like no, the no. bad traits. Well, of no, it, it like it works in a in a yeah. I understand. I understand. Yeah, I understand. Like, we'll have to look at it. I take on healthy behaviors of yours whenever I'm really healthy, and I take on unhealthy behaviors of yours whenever I'm unhealthy. Who do I take on? You take on unhealthy no, you take on healthy me behaviors and unhealthy Shelby behaviors. Okay, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I, I so it, it makes sense to me. Yeah. It just like they all work together. Yeah, I can see that. I don't know. Anyway. Um, okay. The, but what I wanted Shelby to kind of talk on and say to you guys, we've gotten a lot of messages asking for advice and a lot of people who have emailed in talking about feeling like they're in like a valley almost in life and feeling like they can't dig their way out. Um and Shelby's always been like a super shining example to me of no matter where you are, what you've been through, what's going on, like you can always be bettering yourself and you can get where you want to go. So I'd love to hear what advice you have for those listening for that, that feel like they're at their own kind of rock bottom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously life has peaks and valleys all the time. Um, so even if you're there now, um, you'll get better. And then sometimes you kind of land back into that. So you do have to kind of figure all that stuff out. Um, gosh, I mean, having a good support system is probably one of the main things. And I don't mean like just family. I was lucky enough that I had a good support system with my family, but even if it's just like a friend group, that's super helpful. Um, I think that it's important that you just sit down and figure out the things that are important to you. And in, and what kind of life you want to live. I have a hard time sometimes because I have like this weird complex like this. I'm not good enough complex. Where I like center things around that. Imposter and syndrome. Yeah. And that's not weird. I think that's really common. Yeah. I mean, it's super normal. Right. But I feel like mine's pretty like significant sometimes. Yeah. And kind of like stunts my growth in areas because I'm constantly like second guessing or doubting myself or something like mm-hmm. that. So... Okay, but you're constantly get, like second guessing yourself, but you also were a single mom to twins at what, 24, 24. and you were going to nursing school. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, yeah. 
I had just a really like rough, I don't, I didn't think of it like that at the time, but now looking back, I like see those things at the time. I just felt like this struggling, like, like disappointment, you know what I mean? And so I just kind of powered through, I found things like the twins and I spent a lot of like one-on-one time because it was, it was a a really rough and scary situation because I'm young and the situation itself was scary. I started nursing school. I had no money. Um, you know, nothing in my bank account because I had been a stay-at-home mom before that. And so I, we were like temporarily on government assistance, which for me at the time felt like so shameful, like for our family and stuff. But was that you making yourself feel that way or did family say something that made you feel oh that way? Oh my gosh, I didn't even tell anyone. So no, I mean, very few people knew. But um, I don't remember ever like I remember always thinking, wow, what a badass that she's doing all of that at once. Yeah, I and it was me projecting like how I felt like people were looking at me. And I don't think that that is shameful. I think that that is something like lots of people need to use to raise their families into better. And that's literally what it's in place for. But when you're on it, it's so easy to feel that way because of the way like the stigma attached to it and how people talk about it in public and things like that. It's almost like you're embarrassed to even use those things. Um, But now looking back, I'm like, God, that's, I literally did exactly what it was meant to do. And like so many other moms out there do, you're on it to help you get to a better place. You know, I was on it till I could get a job that helped me pay what I needed to pay. And even at that point, we were paycheck to paycheck. And then I was a nursing student. So there was a time I was working nights and my mom had my kids and I would get off of work at five o'clock in the morning and sleep for three hours until my kids were up and then stay up all day taking care of them because who I couldn't afford daycare, who else was gonna do it? You know? I and it's just one of those things where I hate I hate to say it like this too, but like you kind of just have to power through. There is something on the other side of what you're feeling. And you really just have to push and power through, even those times where it's really hard, like lean on your friends and family. Well, and I think a really good point that you've made is like that stuff doesn't have to stick with you forever. It does in that it is a building block of who you are, but, you know, government assistance doesn't define you. Right. Um, Being in massive student debt doesn't define you or whatever your situation is. Going through a divorce doesn't define you. Or being in like bad relationships doesn't define you. Mm -hmm. Like things can be said to you and you can be talked to in a certain way. And I guess it's something you have to learn, like, you're better than what someone else is projecting at you. Um, and honestly, when I, I did, so, like, you know, in 2020, there was, like, that huge thing on Instagram where you were doing, like, your decade in review from 2010 to 2020. And I kind of wrote out, like, uh, it's on my Instagram, but, like, I wrote out things each year, like, what I went through that year. And when I looked at it and, like, when my friends looked at it, they're, like, and, like, people that I was newly friends with that weren't there for all of it, too – They were like, holy shit, like, this is, like, you're kind of, like, awesome. Like, this is crazy. I didn't know this. I didn't know that you got, I mean, that sounds so cocky, doesn't it? But it's like, I didn't know you got through all this. I don't think that's cocky. I I think you are awesome. And there are a lot of things that you have been through that someone meeting you now would never think that that's what you went through. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like if people ask, I feel like I'm pretty open, but there's a lot of stuff that, like, I don't go into like a ton of detail about just because I have kids and I have said like I don't want stuff. Also, you don't want to dwell, you know. I mean, yeah, I don't want to live in that. I'm at such a 
there's a point. So I, Ashley is like totally unbothered and Jordan, you're kind of like that too. In situations, you're just unbothered. And I'm like the, I'm like bothered. (laughs) Shelby's very bothered. (laughs) If you guys haven't caught my Instagram stories of Shelby roasting people in my Instagram comments. Yeah. That's a, real, that's a really good example, that is, actually, of the way our personalities are. So Shelby will go into these to these trolls, and she'll, like, really burn them. Like, I mean, and they're really well-thought-out comments, Shelby, I think. Nothing I could Oh, I will cut with. like a knife. But I'll just drop in and be like, yeah, your mom. <laughs> right. And leave and never come back. <laughs> right. And the, they'll argue with me, and I'll be like, ooh, I should say something back. I really have to stop myself because I really am, like, bothered. So there's also a point that I have gotten through all of the stuff that I've gone through where I've learned to be, and I'm actually super proud of it. We were talking about it in the car on the way down. Mm -hmm. There are situations that I have to deal with permanently that um, I am literally unbothered about now. And I was like, gosh, this is the first time I really thought about the fact that I'm so unbothered. And sometimes I think you really have to just be like, sit in that moment, sit in that low, sit in that space where you're not feeling great and you're coming out on the other side you don't even have to like well it comes down to acceptance yeah yeah it it is what this is the situation you're in it is what it is now what are you going to do about it and it doesn't have to define me yeah that's shelby's least favorite phrase it is what it is it 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 really is something jordan and i say well it's because i I don't know if that's because dad said it to us so much or if i just say it all the time i just feel like yeah i just feel like with a lot of things there are th- there's so many things in situations that you just can't change. So why worry about that? And that's easy for me to say. It's hard for Shelby to... Well, that's literally my personality trait. That. Like yeah, that's actually complete. an Enneagram 6. It's like yeah. we sit and think about the worst and the best case scenarios and like all of these things. It's it's my least favorite trait about myself, honestly. Me giving Shelby advice does not go well sometimes because she's like, I can't do that. My brain doesn't work that way. But... You're getting better at it. Or I'll call like one of you guys about a situation that I know is coming up and be like, well, if this happens, then this will happen. Or like, if this happens, it could go this way. And you guys are like, nothing has happened. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, that's like one of my biggest pet peeves is, and I understand that other people's personalities are different ways. I definitely have had to deal with that in my relationship with dad because our dad very much like wants 10 steps planned out before there's any kind of he's you know yeah he's a planner abc plans mm-hmm. yeah and possible. I, I don't get how you can make any kind of plan until you have like you know i'm like take action wait for result okay now i have result and now we take action again and so it's hard for me to process how you process and i don't think it's wrong i think they both have their benefits oh for sure as long as you can be in a healthy place with it yeah and it's not that you don't think of well, this could happen or that could happen or whatever. Like the thoughts still come, but it's like, I can't really do anything about that at this moment. So I'm just going to wait and see. I have really in this like later season of my life, I've really tried so hard to get into things that will like put me more in that mindset to be more like present in what's happening now. Um, Like I started reading Atomic Habits or Untethered Soul and things like that. That's really, and I have a hard time getting through them because my brain doesn't work that way. So I have to read chapters like over and over again because I want to have that mindset because I really do feel like you lose so much time out of your life worrying about all of those things. And I've done that my entire life. Yeah, it's about choosing where you want to put your energy. 
this is, I'm going to kind of tie this back because Caroline and I talked about this last week on the podcast when we were talking stress about how those of you that are listening, sometimes it's hard to take advice from Caroline because maybe she's talking about something that comes easy to her. It's not something she had to learn how to cope with that behavior. Like for her, um, last week, what we were talking about is she's never had to, um, get over worrying about what other people think of her. Mm-hmm. It comes easy. So she's happy to give advice, but it's kind of like you, Ashley, like it just, that's never bothered her. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas for me, I've gone through seasons where that really bothered me and I had to really learn. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what you're describing is like, not necessarily with what other people think. Oh, I ser- you I know, I know I you do that, that, but I don't think that's necessarily <laughs> what you were talking about. It's not, but. Um, but I, I think that those of you that are listening, it's okay if you care what people think. Or if you have this problem that you don't think other people have, it's just that's a behavior you're going to have to learn how to work through for your personality. And that's okay. Or accept, you know. Or accept. Yeah. And that's kind of, I'm not good at practicing it right now. But I have this mindset where it's like no one else can tell you who you are. I have this thing where people tell me like, oh, you're intimidating or you come off mean at first or blah, blah, blah. And for me, I'm like, I feel like I'm super like caring and super considerate of others. And I'm like, I feel like I'm very just kind and loving, but I do kind of have like this, like dad likes to say, you build this like harsh exterior. Kind of. Which isn't who you are. (laughs) Yes, you do. Uh, But I feel like, but I am not that way. No, you're not. So I feel like I'm trying to. You're a melted M&M. You don't need to convince other people, though, that you're not I know. Way, I need you know? to convince myself. Yeah. I and think- that's the thing is I just I feel like I accept what people tell me that I am. And so I'm kind of at this phase where I'm, I, I understand the phrase now, like, no one can tell you who you are. You get to choose who you are. But I am, like, learning to practice that because I've had, because of all those situations that when I was in my lows, I built up this really, like, harsh exterior to protect myself. Another thing about this whole discussion we're having, I think, that's important to think about is that um, it's like the awareness is a big step in it. You know what I mean? Like, I think five years ago, you wouldn't have even been aware that these are things that you do necessarily. And you are on a certain level, but not as deep as you are now. Right. And so once you're aware of those things, like, like I said, you can... I mean, Shelby's talking about work, working through them and, like, changing behaviors, but also you can just accept, like, yeah, this is how I am. That's okay, you know? Right. I mean, there are certain personality traits that you guys kind of, like, give me crap about, and I'm like, but I know that I do that. I'm okay with that. We're moving on. Yeah. Prob- you know, it might bother other people, but I'm fine with it, you know? hmm I agree. That's I where this. I think, like, therapy, like, honestly, I wish I would have started therapy when I was initially getting my divorce or even in that relationship that I was in because I was in such a bad place mentally. I wish that I would not have waited. Like, we've been divorced 10 years and I just now got into therapy. Like, that's crazy. I think if I wasted all this time and see, that's part of me being a six is now I'm thinking, oh, you wasted 10 years not trying to fix I this. disagree. I disagree because I sometimes, I think that time, it can be a factor in it too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you need to be in a place where you're ready to accept these new ideas and act Definitely. on them. You know Definitely. what I mean? You yeah. can't, you probably, even if you had this information or went through counseling at that time, it would have hit different than it does now. Right. You know? Yeah. We're very team therapy around here. Yeah, I think it's great. I love it my is therapist. Great. She's awesome. 
I just well, and to her. have somebody that doesn't have um, like stake in your life to talk to, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Because like I call to talk to you guys about all kinds of stuff. Obviously, you're my big sisters, but you guys will always view me differently. Or well, not I'm always going to be Team Jordan. Right. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. So. Thanks. <laughs> Love that. Love to hear that. Affirm me. Uh, Jordan. But I mean, you know that. And I feel like, too, we have such close sister relationships. But I feel like we really do cater who we go to with our problem based off of what we want to hear. I do. She's talking to Jordan right now. I am talking me. to Jordan. Um, da- do. But dad does it, too. Dad, yeah, we talked about that last night. Yeah. Dad will call each of us for different reasons. You do it. I said we, but I'm Ashley sure every, called you up. I'm first. sure everyone does it, but Jordan, Jordan in particular, will like she'll call oh. one of us and she'll have a completely different conversation about the exact same thing than she'll have with the other sister, and it's just really funny. It is. We know she does it. Well, I don't think you don't know. Right. It's not intentional. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, I, it's it, intentional. It's not. But... Um, I don't not think about it. about it. Or oh no. Yeah. Yeah. no, no, I don't no, think I'm like. Department. I'm not getting away with anything, right? Okay. Well, while we're throwing me under the bus, I guess um, let's take a hard pivot, and do we want to go into some of these <laughs> questions that people okay. had? Yes. Wrap up. Yes. Sure. All right. Um, I'm trying to think of what our favorites were. We kind of went through some of these before, but. Um, Let's see. What's something Joe got away with that you would have been in big trouble for? Uh, her attitude. 100%. She 100%. Was able to be a little more sassy than we ever would have been able to. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Little. Yeah, you were little. I, but even in high school, you were a little bit sassy. But we were older. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I just didn't feel like I was that sassy, I guess. I also I just, was. like, dripped in privilege in high school, though. That's true. I, yeah. That I didn't, I was not aware of. Yeah, but yes. you are now. Right. But like in high school, like I think that's, I don't think I was necessarily trying to be sassy. I just like was clueless. Well, we were kind of talking about this on the drive too, is like in the in the environment that you grew up in though, you weren't really the most privileged of your friend group. I mean, you were, but like dad is very I like wasn't. work for what you yeah. work for it. I'm not just going to hand everything to you work for it. And that's not necessarily how all of the people in in your friend group were raised. No, for sure. Which is why I threw a fit when I was in like, I don't know. I was like in 5th grade and I this is so embarrassing. I don't know why I'm saying this on a podcast that people are going to be able to hear, but I threw a fit about not having a passport to mom and dad. I did not know, but that's... What? I, I was little. Like, I was, like, 10 or 11. Because I didn't understand. That's like, like, I didn't... I don't even think I knew what a passport was when I was... I didn't understand... Well, I didn't understand that it was right. a privilege to get to travel out of the country. I, like, I didn't understand it cost everyone money. Else had I didn't... Yeah. yeah. I was like, everyone else has these passports and is getting to go places. So, what the hell, mom and dad? Like, why don't I have a passport? <laughs> And, oh and I, I would pay money to see the look on dad's face. I would too. That. I would too. Well, dad was just like, yeah. What is wrong with you? You are out of touch. Like, <laughs> I bet that's exactly what he said. That was a bonehead. But I just like, it wasn't until, even then, I don't feel like I got, like, I definitely didn't get it. It wasn't until like 10 years later that I'm thinking back on that conversation and going, what? Oh yeah. Yeah. I do that a lot. Yeah, well, that's okay. It happens. Um, okay, let's see. What is my best 
quality. Do you want to start best? Let's start best quality. Okay, Ashley. Best quality. I came up with this last night. I can't remember what I said last night. Oh, shit. But um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I think your best quality is, okay, now this is best and worst, though. Oh, I'm going to say this and Shelly's going to say That was the, the question. Somebody said, what is the best Can it be both and in worst? one? Yeah, it can. Jordan is always positive. Always positive. Which is great. Except when... It's not. It's not. Right? So, yeah. Like, that's my worst quality for you is, like, toxic positivity. Which I feel like I can't really speak on it because I'm, like, toxic negativity over here. But, yeah. that would I would say that's your worst trait. Um but also, like, you're so inviting to people. Yes, Which I love is that. such a great... That's one of my favorite things. You're so inviting and, like, caring and kind with people. And, like, you don't even know them. And it's just, like... I you do, just already I, love... Yeah. You just love people. I, I do love that about you. I'm not... It's I'm not, not that, that I don't way. like people. I, I'm not the way that you are with people, though. Like, I want to be, like, make people feel welcome and stuff. But that's not my personality to, like, greet everyone and bring everyone in. and Same. like. That's not my role, you know? But I, like, love people. I know you, you do. love people. You love, and love the thing people. is, is, like, I like to sit back and feel them out. Like, I want to know who I'm giving my time and energy to. So I think it really comes off kind of, it's suspicious. off-putting. I am very suspicious. Mm-hmm. But she's so inviting and, like, oh. I'm and not, I think people expect that from all of us because they get so much of it from her. So when we meet people that she knows. They're, like, wah, I think wah. they're kind of, ex- <laughs> because Catherine's like that, too. And she then is, they meet yeah. us and we're just kind of, like, okay. Shelby's Shelby's like suspicious and I'm I'm kind of an observer. Like I, I like to see I like to watch people and kind of see what's going on. And yeah. we gave no backstory on because you're calling mom Catherine. Oh which, sorry. No, don't be sorry. That's she's Catherine to you. But I'm gonna explain really quick because I realized we gave no backstory. So Ashley and Shelby are my half sisters. They are my dads. I hate that word. Uh, I know I do too, and I never use it. But it's people will be so confused. I know. I just call them my sisters because that's what it's always been. But they are my dads, and so they call my mom Catherine because that's her name. Um. <laughs> and, there, and there's a significant age gap. Like there's. Jordan and I are nine years apart. Yeah. We're Jordan seven, and Shelby are seven years six, apart. Something like yeah. that. Six and three months. So, I mean, I think those are all important pieces to the, <laughs> di- the dynamic that we have going on. Yeah. But I just wanted to clarify because you just said that and I was like, yeah, nobody's. Sorry. I didn't even think about it, honestly. No, I know. That's why I just wanted to clarify. Give yeah. some, you know, context. Okay. Um, people want to hear an embarrassing story about me. And I, I think the one that. Well, you guys can tell whatever you want, but the one that's coming to mind is um, melted cheese. Yeah, that's not embarrassing. I'm I'm not embarrassed of any stories about you. I mean, I think that you've done embarrassing things for yourself, but I'm not embarrassed by it. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I feel I'm like entertained by uh, it. Yeah, is it supposed to be embarrassing for us like, or for you? Like embarrassed. Like the gosh, I feel like you roast yourself on your stories sometimes on your own, like your pull up situation the other day. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I really but thought when, I had how it. How old were you with that melted cheese? We were watching you. What were we she even making? So like we were grilled cheese? I think we were making macaroni, actually. Or macaroni? It was something with melted cheese. And Jordan... Full-blown mental breakdown. Th- this is a really good example of like what Jordan would have gotten away with that we didn't get away with. Like yeah. She had a complete... You couldn't have been more than like five, I want to oh, say. Oh, she was like seven or eight. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's fine. I have a bad memory, so that's probably true. But... 
yeah, we were making lunch for her. We were babysitting her for whatever reason. And she had a full blown meltdown over the fact that there was melted cheese and whatever it was. That but we it was like something that needed cheese. That's what it I was, think that was. It was well, that's why I think it was like macaroni and cheese. No, like it, it wasn't was macaroni and I feel like it was grilled cheese. cheese. I, I want to say it was like, no, I want to say that it was um like tacos or like no. some kind of, no, it was like an actual dish that required. It was cheese. like grilled cheese. Yeah, it was like I mac and cheese or grilled was cheese. The main ingredient, and you were it was the main ingredient, and you were like, I hate melted cheese. I just screamed it, and we just looked. It's at like, each other. what do you do with this child? What is happening right now? And y'all were so confused. You're like, mac and cheese is your favorite, you idiot. I That's exactly like what 15, it was. Right? So yeah, you were old. Like she was somewhere between six and eight. She was. Old okay, she was that old. I was probably yeah, old enough to just be like, "What is wrong with this child right now?" We seriously looked at each other and like didn't know what you to do. You had weird food things for a while though, because then there was like you wouldn't Baked eat Mexican and food, applesauce. and then you wouldn't eat pizza. Well, that's why I was assuming it was Mexican something. No. Like that's what my brain did because yeah. I would not eat Mexican food as a kid. No, mm-hmm. but you like really love weird. it now. Yeah, I, I'm not a picky eater at all now. I'll eat anything. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Okay. Somebody asked who is the most problematic child. Child, not adult. Shelby. Oh, for sure. no. Child, child you. you. Me? Yeah. As a child? As a yeah. young child? Two by fours? You are mean. Okay, here's the thing. She threw shingles and smacked me in the head with a two by four. I was like four at the time. You were not four. And it was before she was born. Mm-mm. I was alive. Yeah. Not okay, for the well, shingles. I was young alive for the two by four. Happening, okay. Okay. Shelby wasn't innocent though. Okay. Shelby and I fought a lot as kids. I was a newborn baby, and she threw a thermometer at me. I was a toddler. Still, my kids didn't attack their siblings. I was definitely the least problematic. Just sassy. Yeah, for sure. And I think like oh, through teenage and adulthood, I'm probably what hold they on, would just consider the most That's problematic. Shelby refused to eat dinner one night and then oh. threw a glass and shattered it in the food, right? Yeah, but to be fair, here's the thing. I knew that if glass was shattered in the food, they wouldn't make me eat it. I didn't know this was a calculated move. It was a Mexican lasagna. I distinctly remember it. I distinctly remember the glass that I broke, and I knew if I shattered it into the food, I couldn't be forced to eat the food. And I was right. <laughs> Nobody was going to make I you feel eat like glass. <laughs> That was your that was your line for our Surely parents. They won't make any glass. But then they put me in timeout in the laundry room because like we shared and then a room. You broke right? the and dryer. Then I broke the brand new dryer because I pulled the door down. It was like bouncing on it like a trampoline. But she's not problematic, guys, at all. Yeah, that was a bad, bad time. But I feel were, like I had some events that were problematic, but you were more difficult to handle. As you were a child. more rebellious. Yes. Yeah. Like outwardly rebellious. You were quietly rebellious. Uh-huh. Yes. I chose not to rebel at all. Right. She was rebellious just because she wanted to do what she wanted to do. And yeah. I was rebellious like, screw you. I'm doing this. Yeah. Shelby did it. Like, she made sure people knew that she was breaking rules and, like, rebelling. Yeah. Whereas I was just quiet about it because I wanted to do what I wanted to do. Dad always told me I like to get a reaction. Yes. I like the shock and awe. You do. Yeah. You still are that way. <sighs> That's God, why whenever she she got out. tattoos, new tattoos this year, but she's like, I'm tattoos. not I'm not telling anybody. Don't tell anyone. And then she had told everyone by the what? end of when? the night. Like, dad had gotten a picture. Mom had gotten a picture. Oh, my finger everybody. tattoos? Yeah. I and sent like, it to Kath. Yeah. Like, I she know. was like, don't tell anyone. I want to see how dad reacts. And she, like, can't. 
keep her mouth shut long enough even for the own reaction because she's so excited. I'm not saying you're doing it for that, but like I'm saying, you still love the reactions of your actions. Yeah, you're probably right. The look on her face right now says it all. Yeah. Okay, okay. last question because we ordered a pizza and we have to go pick it up. um, We haven't had dinner. I know. We haven't eaten since brunch this morning. I know. So listen, what do you think I'm going to be like as a mom? You guys can be honest. First, Hmm? I think you're going to be a great mom. I think that um, I think you're going to be you're going to be the disciplinarian. I think she's going to be the disciplinarian. I think she is too, but I think she's also going to have like that fun. Like, do you remember when we were little before Jordan was around and? We would be with Dad and Kath for the summer, and Kath would do things like we would have dance. Yeah, like in the those construction paper. What are those called? Like you make the rings with construction paper, the paper chains, and we used to hang them like all over the house. Yeah, like just fun, simple things. You know yeah. what I mean? I just feel like she's gonna do that kind of stuff. You know, uh, I agree. I but I still I feel like she's gonna be the disciplinary oh, I, attitude I agree then, with for that sure. Too. Yeah, but I don't like so. Okay, Ashley's really structured with her parenting the way like she had because she's a teacher. So it's kind of like, oh, we have these sensory boxes or we have this and we have this, which I learned a lot to get a lot of toys for my younger kids based off what she was doing for my nieces. But I think like she'll uh, Jordan will be more laid back like what I am with my kids. That's probably true. That I do those things for me though because I, I just that's stuff that I've done with my school kids for so long and it makes things easier for me as a parent because now they're occupied and I already know those activities not like I'm like going out to I'm hoping that I'm gonna uh be inspired by you guys and be like a really healthy mix yeah yeah because I think you guys both have extremely different but while both very effective parenting styles and I like want to take things from both of them I think you're gonna be kind if we're doing like the mom labels like I definitely don't think you're gonna be like a helicopter mom at all no I don't think so either you're gonna be more you're gonna fall more in like to that crunchy not like like just more that crunchy mom type vibe you know what I'm saying we're like I think you're gonna be laid back in general but you're gonna have firm limits like there are gonna be things for you that are like this is not negotiable and you're gonna be firm on that yeah. That's how I feel. Hmm. Well. But you'll be laid back and fun, you know. I hope Otherwise, so. We'll like, I see. think you'll have good boundaries for your kids. I hope so. Well, team, thanks for being on the podcast. This is crazy. Anytime. We're going to go get pizza. Um, I'm glad that you guys got to do this, and I'm glad that you're here. And I'm glad that all of our listeners are getting to know you guys a little bit. That's fun for me. Yeah. Because I talked about you guys it a made lot. me so anxious coming in. When we were driving down, I was like... What am I supposed to talk about? I'm still anxious. Oh my you gosh! <laughs> you yeah, it's like, what if it's so? What if she's like so embarrassed of me? Never. You've got to get that over you're that. Not. I'm just saying, like, I think that, like, sometimes I don't know. Never think that. We talked about it at the beginning, Shelby. Yeah, you're working on it. Yeah, so obviously I'm doing a terrible job. <laughs> no, literally, no one's been embarrassed by anyone in this room before. They just laugh at them. Yeah, that's yeah. True facts all right friends um you guys know where to find the podcast at middle ground podcast on instagram you know where to find us on tiktok same handle you can email us hello at middlegroundpodcast.co and um yeah i will be sharing this and i'm shelby's public on instagram so if you want to go check her out she uh you know shares her fam and all that ashley never shares anything and so you know they get requests from 
Jordan's friends and I'm like, I feel bad. Don't feel bad. <laughs> You're allowed to be private and do your thing. Doesn't bother me. There's once. nothing Sometimes there. you can catch them on my page, but yeah, yeah, you know. So, all right, friends, love y'all. And I hope that you're having a great week and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.